welcome to the Thought Echoes podcast, where we have an opportunity to listen in as people reflect on their relationship with their thoughts and their creative work and how it's changed since their brain injury. My name is Beth Bonnes, host of the Thought Echoes podcast. Thanks for joining. I hope you enjoyed this month's interview. I'm Billy Etheridge, and I'm living in the greater San Francisco area now. I'm from Mississippi originally. Um, where my family has been for generations, but I was in San Diego area for many years, uh, uh, starting with graduate school, UCSD, in philosophy actually. Uh, and um, but I've been we've been up here uh, in Vallejo for uh, about uh, uh, over two two years now. So. And so tell me about your stroke experience. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> the beginning was really simple. I was walking into the bathroom. I had a, a cell phone in my hand, and I had uh, uh, and I felt myself falling to the floor. And I don't know why there's been no strokes in my family. I've always been athletic, but I, I just I felt I was having a stroke. I, I couldn't control my body, and I fell down to the floor, and I. Fortunately, I had my cell phone in my hand. I had a ICE button on it. So I basically I pressed that button in case of emergency. And uh, I pre pressed that button. Finally, somebody answered. And I said, I, I'm at home. I think I'm having a stroke. I can't, I can't move. And the woman on the phone, it basically, I don't, I don't remember all the specifics, but uh, next thing I know, I was barely conscious and I felt I could hear people knocking, breaking down the door, literally breaking down the door. And uh, uh, they, uh, they put me on, they, they put me on, they put me on and they took me down to the hospital. Fortunately, we lived uh, myself and my, uh, my girlfriend, Joanne, it's her house. I was the only person at home at the time. We, we lived not too far from the uh, good hospital. And uh, so, uh, that's how I ended up in the <laughs> in the hospital, and um, it turns turns out that I had a hemorrhagic stroke, and I had a, a bleed in the left back of my uh, my brain, uh, and uh, so obviously I lived from that. But I'm still I'm still largely paralyzed my right side. So uh, there've been a whole host of uh, effects from, from, from that. That was 2000, September 2008. And uh, since then, I've talked to dozens of scientists and medical people and, and as, as well as uh, family members who have uh, uh, who've had uh, themselves or a father, mother, I've tried, I've tried to learn as much as I could about strokes and how, how I could help myself and other people. And uh, so that, 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 that certainly had given me a lot of satisfaction. Uh, I had somebody that I knew whose father passed, who had passed away. He had a stroke and uh, was over, he was over 90. And she and her brother and sister called me and told me he had a stroke and her father did. And um, uh, she just wanted some feedback about uh, how you talk to the doctors, what, what do you have to do? 
I made no pretense to make it make it absolutely clear. I'm not an MD. <laughs> I'm not even a scientist in that area. Uh, but uh, but I, I, I have learned from doctors and from talking to them myself, what sort of questions they, they'd ask the doctor, you know. And it, I, I never had anybody question the, the questions I asked. <laughs> so and that has given me, frankly, a lot of satisfaction. And I've had people like this the woman I just mentioned, she called me back, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe a week or two, and saying my, my brother and sister said that, that that conversation they had with you, that unpretentious conversation was really helpful because the doctors, they're good doctors. They, they're, they're busy as heck. They don't know, you know, but but you tell us what we need to ask them, what we need to ask them about. Can you and give so me, that, Billy, can you give me an example of what, what kind of questions you, you recommended that they ask or how they ask the questions? Sure. Uh, uh, well, they, uh, um, well, uh, I, I asked them, uh, trying to think what, what a, that particular one, but the type of questions are like, uh, uh, uh questions about everything from diet, what, what should, should they eat? Uh, and, uh, and uh, a lot of people have no no idea of diet anyway, but some people do already have good diet. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, also uh, uh, about about the rest, about sleep, about um, uh, some reason for some reason I'm sort of stuck here. No, it's okay. I, but I think what you're it sounds like, and from previous conversations with you, that obviously there's the scientific. This is the kind of stroke you had. This is where it affect you yeah. know where it was in the brain, and so you get that kind of um, medical gobbledygook, you know, to be yeah right in a playful <laughs> way. But in terms of the recovery, they kind of tell you what's happened, and then here's the medication or whatever the protocol is. But life is consists of more than that, and the recovery is about more than just the stats of what happened in your brain. And so it sounds like you helped people you know, encourage them to look at the recovery from a more holistic perspective. That's, that's definitely true. Uh, so, um, I mean, since I've had, had a stroke, I, I've become a pescatarian. <laughs> Not a Presbyterian, pescatarian. <laughs> I didn't even know what that was until our eldest daughter became one, I don't know, five or six years ago. So it's interesting how many different uh, food categories there are. So. Um, well, as you know, as you know, it means basically it's vegetarian, except that I do, I do have some fish. Fish, right? Uh, and uh, so, and uh, my, my uh, since that time, as again, that was two thousand eight. I haven't had a, uh, any additional illness whatsoever. That's I great. Mean, I have had it's been a number number of years now. <laughs> so, That's great. Uh, and I, I, I've also uh, pretty pretty well. Uh, for, except for short periods of time, I've been uh, go for a, uh, a walk uh, for like half an hour to an hour, as much as an hour and a half, and just being conscious of uh, what I how I walk, and that's with a cane. I'm not just walking. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, and um, it's it's like, it's almost like a a Zen sort of walk, being re re really aware of where I put my foot. Right. It's my so. So especially if you've had a stroke where you you can't place your limbs where you're trying to uh, 
replace them. And, or even if you can't, if, so, uh, so I, I remember when talking about, about diet, when I was in the hospital, uh, a friend brought me an article from Scientific American. It's about what they found out about how healthy blueberry berries are for people who have strokes. It just it fell into my lap, so to speak, from a friend. Mm -hmm. And that, that sort of got me started on looking at what, what scientific information was available. Mm -hmm. So and how uh, long, from the, from the time you had the stroke in September of 2008, how long were you in the hospital? And, you know, recovery is kind of an ongoing, there's a new norm. Exactly. After. So, but how long were you in kind of, I'll say that acute state of recovery? Yeah. Um, the, um, it, I, I was in an actual hospital. I, I think it, I, I could confirm this, but uh, I think it was about a, a, a month. But then I went to uh, one of these, uh, what do you call them? These recovery uh, rehab. Pardon? Like a rehab? Yeah, rehab place where the people are safe for longer. Mm -hmm. And uh, th that that was, uh, I believe that was that was probably about uh, about two months, something like that. That, that was a chunk of time. Yeah, that was a chunk of time. Yeah, that was, and uh. I have a trouble, uh, to say the least, uh, uh, remembering anything. That matter of fact, I was asking my my lady friend uh, Joanne about certain things, but some things I can't remember. She was there; she remembers mm -hmm. from most of the things. Uh, but uh, and uh, before this, I had a <laughs> extremely good memory. It's very also very humbling. That's another thing you have to learn. So let go your your uh, your uh your uh, overconfidence about a lot, of, a lot of things just be aware just be uh, be willing to to let some things go some arrogance go yeah. you know so i realized i had i had i'm gonna have to learn some things about taking care of myself that were even different than i than i had uh that i thought i knew before mm. and so it's I had no accident when, when i had the stroke was uh was shortly after visiting my mother, where she got she was real ill at the time, in her eighties, and she passed away not too long, long oh, after that. I was really, I, I weighed more than I ever had weighed in my life. I, uh, most of my life, I'm, 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 I'm about six one. I weighed about 175, 178, something like that, and I, I'd gotten up over 200 pounds for the only time in my life I've been ever been like that. And um, so I, I, I uh, when I was in, in the rehab place, the head uh, physical therapist, he he actually went into with with his team to the head of the hospital and asked them to give me uh, more time with them, even though the insurance wasn't covered. And he said that because of the, this guy's willing to do the work, he's able, ah. he's doing is really good. That's great. And so. So pivoting a little bit um, from the physical, can you talk a little bit about, and I know this is a little esoteric, but can you talk about your relationship with your thoughts? You talked about memory a little bit, <laughs> that's an element before the injury and then afterwards. So, and maybe memory is the piece of it, but when, when I ask you that, what does that kind of bring to mind in terms of your relationship with your thoughts before and after? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I always, I've always been sort of sensitive to that because I was really, uh, uh, I was, as a child, I was really advanced as a kid. I went, went to school early, uh, went to college early. And uh, yeah, like how old were you? Oh, <laughs> I, I, actually, I, I took classes at Millsaps College when I think I was uh, 13 at the time. That's crazy. And, uh, so I, I, I'm from a highly educated family. My mother uh, was an attorney. My father was uh, had polio when he was uh, a freshman in college, and uh, but he ended up getting his uh, PhD in constitutional law. He was a uh, chief justice of the Mississippi Supreme, Supreme Court for many years, but he was in a wheelchair during that, that whole time. And uh, I remember when I was in the hospital and I was trying to move my wheelchair, but I couldn't, I couldn't use his right arm at all. And uh, uh, to try to move the wheels, both wheels or wheelchair, when you, when you can only use one arm, she goes back and forth and it's really spastic. And I was sort of laughing. And then I realized what my father must have gone through and I just broke down totally into tears when I realized what he had get done. I, I was amazing what he'd done uh, with the with the polio. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, he was he was uh, he never could even get stand up after he had the polio. He for about about a, about a uh, uh, for, for a year he about a year he uh, excuse me he was uh, in an iron lung. Mm. I can't. I can. I can't even imagine that. It's very humbling. So it's one thing to know something about somebody you care about. It's another thing to have some experience of it, and that that, that was very humbling to me. Mm -hmm. And um, and I, 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 I made it my, my intention to to. I, I've always been athletic, and, and it's, you know, I've. Uh, uh, for example, I started taking judo when I was very very young. And uh, uh, I, I met a, a man at the local YMCA who was a Japanese man. Little did I know that he was one of the, the, the top uh, judokas in the world. Anyway, he took me under his uh, uh, he, he took me under his wing, and uh, so anyway, I was I was a, a black belt by the time I was in eleventh grade, Jeez. and that, that that helped me tremendously though in the recovery, the discipline to do what I need to do. And um, I've I've have had uh, I, I don't know if you want to go into this, but I've had several anomalous or, or uh, odd things happen to me with my perception as a fed stroke. Uh, so uh, yeah, please do. Uh, pardon? Share, please share. Sure. The uh, the uh, for example, at one point I was I I. I uh, when I was in high school age and right after, I did a lot of singing and play, played uh, harmonica and guitar. And, uh, but uh, there, there's some people inviting me to be in this show. And I was, uh, they, after they started the show, they turned the lights all, all out. And then uh, um, when I was talking to my girlfriend, Joanne, the, uh, uh, I'm cutting, cutting through all of this, but, uh, I, I said, said uh, uh, she, she came into the room after this started, it's pitch dark. And um, uh, she said, how'd you know, how'd you know that? Because I, I, I was, it's pitch dark. And I said, 
I, basically, I saw her aura, which is which, which is straight red. So, uh, yeah, by the way, I, I I say everything I'm saying with a qualification that some things I don't remember perfectly, especially the further back it goes to the stroke. Mm -hmm. But I definitely remember that because it wasn't it wasn't something I was trying to do. I just I just was reacting. I saw saw your red aura. She laughed about it because she said, but I. I had you seen auras before then? No, I didn't. Never did. And uh, but now it's just, I I have to remind myself when you ask me that question. Uh, I see auras seven twenty four. I mean, it's, it's 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 part it's part of part of who I am. You know. I'm afraid so, to ask. What do you see in my aura? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that after. We'll do that after. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. And so one thing. I, I've been hesitant to even say say a lot of this stuff, but it's, it's, it's what is true is, is what is true. I'm not right. looking for any fame of it, you know. Right. So, but uh, so, but I, I realize it's, it's been a part of me and it affected the way I see things. And uh, um, it, it's um, I'm trying to think what what I, what I, what I want to say here. It's uh. When something is, is 724, it's not just something that pops up here and there. Then right. after a while, especially after a number of years, you almost forget that it's it's, it's not typical, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but uh, as I'm sure a couple of my friends would say, uh, it's, it's, uh, there are a lot of things I don't talk about, not because I'm trying to twist it one way or the other, just that I, I'm not looking for, for any uh, fame or fortune or anything right. out of it. But, Although uh, you're you're writing, you're working on writing a book about your stroke experience. Yes. So you would put, I would assume that you would put this as one of your anecdotal how you changed stories in there. I would think. Yes. There was there was uh, uh, myself and Joanne were at a, a place where uh, somebody we knew, a senior citizens uh, place. Uh, where a lot of people had uh, Alzheimer's and strokes and stuff, maybe uh, maybe pretty uh, 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 injured, damaged, mm -hmm. uh, sick, uh, older people, and uh, there was a uh, when we were leaving, there was a, there was a whole bunch of uh, the people uh, in wheelchairs right around the nurses' station. I may not have some of the background facts of this, but basically my understanding was that. They were getting their uh, their medicine or meals, and uh, so sort of walking through them between them, and all of a sudden somebody grabbed my wrist. I knew it was one of the patients. I wasn't nervous about it, but uh, when I turned and looked, there's a very elderly-looking lady, and she said to me, uh, "It's lonely in here." So uh, I was trying to. Uh, uh, Joanne brought me a, a, a folding chair and I sat in down to talk with her, I don't know, 15, maybe 15, 20 minutes. And uh, then this uh, this nurse in charge of this came over and said, how'd you do that? And I said, why'd I do what? They said, that, that's Miss whatever her name was, Henderson. I said, yeah. She said something to me and I said, something to her. They called it a conversation. <laughs> and he said, you don't understand. She'd been here for, I don't know, it was two or three months or something like that. And she hasn't spoken to anybody. And she sat there to talk with you for 15 or 20 minutes. I said, oh, okay. 
That's so, a gift. That's a yeah. gift. Now, that sort of thing I'd be hesitant to say because I, I, I don't trust my own exact memory, but it's pretty much accurate, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, so uh, it, it, felt, it felt like I, I, I've always been able, since then, I've been, been able to talk to people that, that are ill, that, that can communicate mm -hmm. with me. And it's, I forget who told me this. Somebody, somebody said, Billy, you're like the Pied Piper <laughs> or something. <laughs> But, and uh, people feel comfortable. Yeah, they feel comfortable, and it, it, there probably is a scientific explanation for it. I, I wouldn't doubt it whatsoever. I wouldn't be surprised uh, mm -hmm. that it's somehow if you're if you have, uh, uh, I, I've talked to several scientists about this. Friends of mine, uh, um, it, uh, it may be it may be the case. It may be. I'm I'm not saying this is scientific fact that. Uh, that uh, if you have a certain type of damage that's analogous to somebody else's, maybe it could be it could be uh, some medical reason for it. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm 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 certainly open to scientific explanations. Right. Yeah, there's so much so, we don't know. Yeah, that, you know that we're exploring, which is clear with all the research that's going on. It's amazing. Yeah, the research now is as as you know the research that's going on now is. is uh, is amazing. Uh, a few a few years ago, I met uh, these two scientists, um, uh, and they're, they're, uh, they're neurologists, and they've got several different degrees. But they're at the University of Buffalo. But they've done some amazing work, and including with 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 a, a, an MD who's a friend of theirs who went to UC, UCSD. University of California, San Diego, where I went to graduate school, not not to medical school, and they were they were on. Uh, I think it was about it was several years ago now. Uh, I think four or five years ago, they were on uh, Australia's version of uh, the Seven Twenty Four, the TV program. Where they take some topic for the whole hour, mm -hmm. and uh, they they had people who were severely damaged, and had been able to to. Uh, to, to tremendously heal mm -hmm. uh, uh, and uh, a lot of people have been, been, been pretty aggressive about trying to, uh, to say that they can't do what they do but right. the, the more the more work they do the more success they've proven scientifically mm -hmm. that they can do that's great and so I, I'm I, I helped start the, the this organization they they call the the uh, um, uh, brain uh, body research institute and uh so the, they're doing some amazing work <laughs> we'll put that stuff in the in the notes for the podcast um, okay can, can you also talk about um what there's two other questions i want to ask you one is um what uh creative outlets uh and we've talked about um a range of possibilities so how are yeah. you trying to you know kind of um channel the stroke experience or what you've learned since the stroke experience uh creatively in terms of getting that out in the world you know i i well, to say these i come from from a family full of creative people i mean uh you know uh musicians uh, uh writers uh i've 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 done quite a bit of writing in the past years, not so much recently as uh, until recently I started working on this book, 
I, I've uh, won some poetry prizes and written some, written some songs. My, my brother David, who passed away almost exactly a year ago, mm -hmm. November 29th, a year ago, oh, uh, he, uh, he would listen to me uh, play my guitar and sing a song, and he would write the score down oh. as I'm doing this. That's great. <laughs> and, uh, he was, he's amazing. Um, and my sister uh, sang opera for, for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and it was a lot of music anyway. Uh, uh, but um, uh, so I've, I've done some songwriting this, in that, and uh, I haven't done too much of that with with my uh, after the stroke. But what I what I have done, I have uh, started writing more and more, especially for the last few few months, mm -hmm. and I'm writing a book now, uh, uh, and. Uh, so I, I've, I, it's hard to say what percentage of the book I'm done, but I, I'll say pr probably about half the book right now. That's great. So, so and, uh, and I, I have shown it to several friends of mine who are writers who've written books, and that not that they, not that friends don't tend to maybe say good things about you, but but I I, I feel pretty confident about it because what I'm here's the point I made. What I'm trying to do is to write a book about what it like, feels like. What it feels like internally, mm -hmm. and and it affects a, 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 upon me and the people around me, without using scientific terms. In other words, I I could I am fairly well versed for a non-scientist with a lot of the ter terms I could use, but I'm trying to I'm doing my best to describe what what I'm what I've gone through, including some of these events I, I mentioned to you earlier in the talk here. Mm -hmm. uh, that that. Uh, Without using uh, medical terms, so uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. Uh, but uh, uh, so uh, best of luck with that. Best yeah. of luck with that. Um, if you could go back in time, um, and what would you tell your pre-brain injured self? <laughs> uh, uh, well. I, I know one thing I definitely have just this regular blood pressure uh, uh, check mm. because it, it, I had no indication that, that I had a blood blood pressure was through the roof it was at the time when I was taken to the hospital it was over 200 you know but, but over yeah. 200 so I, I was I was especially if you find something I would I would tell myself when you find yourself uncharacteristically having certain physical problems and, and uncharacteristic way 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 much more than you normally would because I, I i i've been as an adult 175 100 180 pretty slender mm -hmm. but I, I was over 200 probably 215 mm -hmm. 20 pounds which itself in itself doesn't mean anything but, but for me that was really unusual i, I was on my highest part of being of my highest weight other than being pregnant i was at a high oh, weight yes. yeah, other than, yeah yeah um so <laughs> I, I agree with you and it kind of just creeps up on you but looking at it in the rearview mirror you know there were indications there that i was just kind of sailing through so i get that what advice would you give to um somebody who's had a stroke or a brain injury um and or to caregivers in terms of recovery post injury 
Yeah, a uh, well, couple of real simple things. <laughs> uh, uh, be, be careful about what you, not be panicky, but just be, be, be smart about what you eat. I mean, I, as far as the things I've read, uh, the, the sort of diet of the pescatarian uh, it makes a lot of sense where you basically eat, eat a lot of vegetables and healthy fruit. And uh, so I, 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 for example, I make a, a breakfast meal. I've got several different things I put, put together in it. It's all like, like uh, I have these little bit tiny oranges and, I, I, and little, little apples and I'll put them in a bowl of cereal, right, cut them up with, uh, and uh, th that, uh, and I, I'm tending, I, I'm tending to, and I, I recommend is uh, having a, a couple of meals uh, rather than three full meals a day. And I will, I will, say, I will say one thing: I'm, 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 I'm not being so good, lady. Is I, I mean, eating too much junk, but that's not, that's not the basic of, of what I'd recommend. Right. And um, so, and to get. There have been many, many studies come up that if you just do nothing more than within your capacities and safe within safety, you, you walk, walk, just walk for half an hour, uh, at least five days a week. That, that makes it makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And uh, and um, so I, I my, uh, uh, you know, my, my blood pressure is I, I take blood pressure medicines. But I, it's, it's, with the medicine, my blood pressure is perfectly normal. Good. So, and and also now that I, it's very easy to check it. Heck, I, I've got the little machine mm, yeah. that it sends it sends it directly to to the medical doctor. Mm -hmm. So, but, uh, anyway, bottom check check your blood pressure because that, that's one of the as you you, you and Dally know mm -hmm. one of the problems that a lot of people that have strokes uh, have something and in other words uh, uh watch your blood pressure uh, eat healthy food fresh fruits and vegetables uh, uh, get some regular exercise and it doesn't have to be any sophisticated exercise just just walk regularly mm -hmm. that makes a huge there have been more and more studies coming out about that and, yeah, I, used and to run, I used to run a little bit and then it was like everything that i've read um, running is not, it's not that it's bad or you've got knee issues and stuff like that, but walking, you can get so much, um, right. yeah. And I'd like to be walking well until I'm a hundred, you know, so. Right, right. <laughs> that makes sense. So. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give to caregivers of family members and friends who are, um, loved ones who are helping with the recovery process? What advice would you give to them? Uh, well, uh, other than the obvious, uh, I try to be uh, keep up to speed. Is if you see see articles and things you read, is uh, is um, uh, make sure that the person's getting a healthy diet. And so, so you know, I'm talking about taking care of myself, but uh, uh, a lot of people can't. I can't re re readily cook myself, mm -hmm. so. I'm I'm really a beneficiary of uh, of uh, uh, of a couple of people, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the food that they cook and uh, make available to me. So uh, and um, 
and uh, and uh, if they know what you're trying to do, then they can support it. But they, if they, if they're nervous and think, oh, you can't. I had some people think that if you if you uh, if you have a stroke and you go for a long walk, you may be uh, 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 you may be hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. Said you need to need to to be with you. With the people around you, they need to be aware of what's safe to do, what's a good thing to do, what's healthy right. to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it doesn't have to be anything. It doesn't have to be complicated. I mean, I can think a lot, lot of things that I've read and things doctors have told me, but uh, often, often, the, the, often just the basic bare bones, healthy things to do are overlooked. So. Yeah. How did you you talked about with the black belt that 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 helped that experience having that skill set helped in your recovery? Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, well, that that makes you aware of your your body, of course, and uh, I, I that that I probably I, I know I am a lot, I'm a lot stronger than I look, and I'm a, I'm aware of where where my body is in space, and uh, though when you have a stroke, <laughs> you're your sense sensibilities are somewhat screwed up. You know, you, yeah. I've had like like the, everybody's had some time. Most people, I guess, they had some time place where they're they, they feel a bit a little bit uh, nervous or or uh, like they they feel like they they aren't aren't really uh, what's the word? Uh, but anyway. Um, uh, that just martial arts in general makes you aware of your body where it is in, in space and time, and it also gives you some strength mm -hmm. uh, that you may not have otherwise. And uh, I think the patience, I mean, the the discipline to, you know, the practice that would be involved with that. Um, there's a certain level of patience with yourself and determination and zenness that you talked about. Um, yeah, you know, this isn't just a cold you're going to get over or a broken limb <laughs> that's going to heal. You've got to learn how to do things differently. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I would think that that would have been helpful. That, that's, a, that's a great observation. I, I think one of the things that really helped me combining this was seeing my father mm -hmm. uh, though he, in a wheelchair and yet had a terrific life, made me realize that Hey, you could still have problems, but you could still have a terrific life. You could still be, be relatively speaking, amazingly healthy. Uh, so, I mean, he he only lived to, to his right before his was sixty, but uh, the doctors didn't give him any chance of living that long when he was yeah. had, when he was sick. Well, good for so, him. Uh, good for but him. you. That's a good observation about the patience you get from doing any sort of martial arts or any sport if you did sport. Right. You. right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Billy. I really appreciate you taking the time. And I'll follow up with other um, links that you would you know, like to have uh, with the post and wish you best, best of luck with the book. Uh, and hopefully I'll be able to see uh, an early copy. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> okay. All right. Take care, Billy. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me this month. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends, leave a comment, and subscribe. Until next month, take a moment and hug someone you love.